to the I Am James podcast. Who are you? On this podcast, we focus on changing mindsets and lives forever. We do this through implementing I Am affirmations into our lives daily. Hearing other people's stories to help motivate us and let us know there's light at the end of the tunnel. We also digest a lot of motivational content from the greats. So join us every Sunday on our journey to changing our mindsets and lives forever. After listening, your life will never be the same. Hello everyone, I'm here with Miss Sandra Jones, a lady who has persevered through uh, many things in her life. Miss Jones is someone that I've looked up to for a while. She's actually one of the first business ladies that I met, and I knew that uh, I wanted to be just like her when I grew up. So, thank you, Miss Jones, for taking your time out to speak with the listeners today. How are you? I'm very well, thank you, and yourself. Uh, thank you. How about we just start with you telling the listeners a little bit about yourself? Okay. Um, my name is Sandra Jones. Um, I uh, am presently a uh, plywood salesperson. Um, I always get the side eye when I tell people that, <laughs> that I sell plywood. Um, I'm also a Nice. And you just celebrated your 30-year anniversary. But during those 30 years, you had several uh, challenges that you navigated. So uh, let's start from the beginning. Tell us um, maybe a little bit about where you are from, uh, a little bit about childhood, and then we'll get into the 30-year journey that you've had. Okay, I sure will. Well, um, I reside presently in Lumberton, Mississippi, which is a little town outside of um, Hattiesburg, Mississippi, is from where I previously moved. As a child, um, I grew up in Petal, Mississippi, um, and moved away when I was five years old, my mother and I moved to um, Ellendale, New York, which is in the upstate of New York, uh, up above the city, and um, lived there for four or five years, and then we moved to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and um, lived there until uh, I was in the uh, 10th grade, and then mom decided we needed to uh, move back to be closer to her parents, my grandparents, who I visited uh, every summer, I would come to uh, Mississippi and visit my grandparents. Mm-hmm. So when uh, we moved back here to uh, from Philadelphia and New York, of course, the culture was completely different. Um, how how so, was it transitioning from Mississippi <laughs> to New York and Philly? Well, I was so young at that time, um, it really, you know, it, it didn't really affect me. 
me. I was three years old when we moved from Mississippi to New York, so it didn't really affect me too much uh, at that time. And as I grew up, I was already in the North. So that wasn't really a big transition. The big transition was coming from the North to the South. Oh. <laughs> um, as a matter of fact, I, like I stated, I was in the 10th grade when uh, we moved from the, from Philadelphia back to Mississippi. Mm-hmm. And the curriculum that I was taught, I had already taken that curriculum in the 8th grade in Philadelphia. So I had to retake some curriculum that I'd already taken. And that, uh, that was pretty Mississippi. that you were
And you went to high school where? I went to high school at Petal High School in Petal, Mississippi. Um, I'm sure you listeners have heard a lot about Petal, Mississippi in these last few weeks. Um, <laughs> that is the little town where the mayor um, said some off-the-cuff remarks about Mr. Floyd's death. Uh. And, and uh, yeah, and they're protesting there um, as we speak. So, yeah, Petal, Mississippi is where I was raised and um Actually, when I was uh, when I lived in Petal, Mississippi, it wasn't called Petal, Mississippi at the time. It was just called Horace County, Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just a very small town. It had one grocery store, one traffic light, one gas station, and probably five, six churches and a school. Wow. But it has grown um, probably eighty percent since then, and now they're this. Um, prestigious city now is what they um, <laughs> is what they call themselves but yeah the mayor of uh, Petal Mississippi is um, under fire right now so that's where I'm from uh, and so I'm guessing you graduated high school I did I graduated from Petal High School mm-hmm. and where did life take you because this begins or starts your 30 year journey this is so true. So, yes, I graduated from high school, and I had all these aspirations, as as, as every other high school senior does. I was um, had my heart set on going to college, and I also wanted to go into the military. Um, but life happened, and um, didn't make it to college at that time. Um, met a young man, and um, got married, and started having children so I became a housewife um had my oldest um a boy and then <laughs> before you know it I had my second a daughter and um you know content in being a mother trying to be the best mother I could be um then my third child came along a son and at this point um this good old marriage was kind of um breaking down and uh, things started going to the left and I sat down with myself one day and said okay it looks like you're gonna be doing this by yourself before long so what are you gonna do I mean you know you are a intelligent strong black woman get it together what are you gonna do mm-hmm. so one day um, I started reading through my favorite verse in the Bible, Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I spoke that and that's been my favorite verse from as long as I can remember. And I spoke that in my life and I spoke it to in, in existence and I started off um, getting this little job um, at a um, secondhand store mm-hmm. down the street from where I lived. And uh helped this man <laughs> take in junk from the inside store and take it outside the store so the passersby could see his wear. And at the end of the day, I helped him drag that stuff back into the building <laughs> until the next day. <laughs> so it, that second hand, that's like a like used lawnmowers and all that kind of stuff? Everything, you name it. He had from silverware to 
to, yeah, old lawnmower. So, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm talking about. This old little rickety building. We <laughs> packed everything in there. We pulled it back out on a daily basis. So I did that for probably a couple of months. And I said, okay, Sandra, this is enough of this. Mm-hmm. And um, I was uh, sitting in my living room one day. Like I said, I was just thinking about my life. And I received a knock on the door. And these people were going from door to door trying to get students for their college. They had just opened up a new college in Jackson, Mississippi, mm-hmm. which is about um, 80 miles north of Hattiesburg. And they knocked on my door and they asked if I would be interested in attending um, classes at the University of um, USA University, United States of America University. What kind of name is that, right? For university. <laughs> And I really liked uh, working for Hood. 
it. It's something I'd never done before. Like I said, it was a plywood mill. I had no idea at the time what a plywood mill was, Mm -hmm. um, let alone uh, how to make plywood. So uh, needless to say, I accepted the job at Hood Industries uh, as their receptionist. In this company, you started as a secretary, but you introduced yourself as a salesperson. So how did that work? Because that is a big jump in the company. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's been funny the way things work in my life. Um, yes, I started out as a secretary, and at that particular time, there was a, a young lady who worked in the plywood division, and they called her a plywood coordinator. Mm-hmm. She would um, help the salespeople with their orders. <laughs> we had, we didn't have computers back then. We everything was handwritten. So anytime we'd have an order, it had to be handwritten. Anytime um, anything was done, it was written by hand. Um, and she decided that she wanted another career in teaching, mm-hmm. and I was asked um, if I would be interested in her position. Uh, of course I would. Um, if it came with a bigger pay, also, <laughs> <heck> yeah. <laughs> I um, accepted that position that was called a plywood coordinator, and we were still in Beaumont, Mississippi at that time. Mm-hmm. But then that year is when they moved the offices to Hattiesburg. And not only did I hold that position, I also was their transportation person. I moved all of their loads for mm-hmm. them. I worked in many different capacities within the company before I actually became a salesperson. And you started, of course, in the secondhand store and then college. And I'm not sure if people understand the, or know the layout of Mississippi, but all of these, so Jackson was like 80 miles away. Exactly. Beaumont was 20, 30 minutes away. Uh, I'm not sure how long the bank was away, but did you have a car during this time? <laughs> Funny you should mention. No, I did not own a car at this time. Um, I was working for the bank. Luckily, it was in the city, so I was able to um, obtain a ride from a family member or friend or get the bus. Um, luckily, they didn't open until uh, 9 p.m., and the bus line started running at 7, <laughs> at 7 a.m., so I was able to... Uh, catch the bus to work but but this job in uh, Beaumont yeah I did not have a, a vehicle at the time but again I had family members my, my father and my mother were very instrumental in helping when whenever they could they were they were our backbone they always were they still are any and everything that we needed they tried to, uh, to do whatever they could to to help out yeah most time I would borrow one of their cars or you know they would take me they would drive me 30 miles to work one way and pick me up 30 miles from work that evening in addition to them working also so it was quite a, a task to to get there i can remember this one time before i got a car i was <laughs> borrowing a friend's car and it it broke down on me like midways between my home and my job wow and in the middle of the boonies and i didn't know anybody there and i
Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's ironic. That's ironic. And, uh, he started with Hood in November of that year, and I started in December. So we have, uh, we've been, remained really, really good friends, and he's my supervisor. And uh, that, that was just kind of, kind of weird. It's funny how the Lord puts people where, they, where you need them to be in the times that you need them, isn't it? At all times. And... <laughs> So you're starting to make traction. You're finally not sitting on the bus for hours. Um, you secured a car. You actually have a full-time job. So things are looking up. But I'm guessing there's more to this. So um, after that, uh, what happened next? Um, well, after that, the company didn't move. Did your marriage survive or did it, did something happen? Can't say that it survived. It, uh, yeah, we ended up, ended up getting a divorce. Um, things just kept spiraling out of control. I ended up having to move in with my parents for a short time. Mm-hmm. Um, just things got just unbearable. Mm-hmm. And um, I had to move in with my parents for a short time. And so find, you, my, find a, a, a different place to live, just me and my children. And so you finally got that car, finally got the job. You did everything, coming home, cooking, and the marriage didn't work, and you had to. <laughs> it's, but I know you. I know that's not where it is for you, so. You moved in temporarily with your parents, and then I'm pretty sure you figured it out. So tell us what yeah, happened. I, did. I moved in with my parents, figured it out, went um, looking for a place to live, and I came across this um, little spot. You know, it was a lot to be desired. It was a very, uh, they call it a, a fixer upper. Um, finally getting back to the founder that 
that I knew I had in me and uh, things were really really looking up and I felt pretty good in my life at that time mm-hmm. so uh, I began to get back into the dating scene <laughs> life was fun um, ended up meeting a gentleman from Chicago um, who promised Did you know it was him at the time when you seen him, when he caught your eye? I didn't. I didn't know that that was the supervisor. I didn't know she was bringing him out at that time. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah, she walked in. She introduced us. As, uh, she introduced me to him as, as as her supervisor. We said our hellos, and um, it's funny because he said, um, hello, uh, nice to meet you. Darn, you're nice looking. Um <laughs> <laughs> I had to ask you because I just don't give your number out to everybody because I know how you are. 
Uh huh. So, well, you know, Angelica, I'm really not looking for anybody right now. I just got out of a divorce. I'm just really not ready to get back into all the dating, dating scene right now. You know, it's just, uh, let me just, just decline. Just, you know, tell him I appreciate, you know, him out asking, but I just decline. She says, okay, I'll tell him. This went on for a couple of weeks, couple of weeks. Kept asking her. He was persistent, huh? Yeah, he was pretty persistent. And she said, well, how about I give her your number and she call you? So she said, well, my supervisor really wants to talk to you. And she said, here's his number. If you want to talk, you call him. He had it already told everybody how nice you look. He couldn't just give up. Yeah, you know I us and man, hey, he already marked you. Oh my gosh, he was so just one particular day, it was just, um, yeah, you know, we have our days, and I was just down on myself, and really needed a confidant, someone to talk to, mm-hmm. and um, I found the number, and I called him, um, and um, of course he was at work, it was, uh, they both worked from 3 to 11 at that time, mm-hmm. and I didn't even think about he would be at work and I called him and I said oh you know what I'm this is uh Angelique's mom uh, she had given me your number and I apologize I, I just realized you may be at work mm-hmm. he said no 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 um, yeah I can talk <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get fired and everything I'm, I waited too long for this conversation <laughs> oh my goodness talk. I don't know how he got me worked on that day I don't know how any of his employees got me Making it hard for the rest of us brothers out here. <laughs> hey, he was laying it on heavy, I tell you. Yeah. <laughs> and the meal was fantastic. And the conversation was fantastic. You like he could listen and cook? Uh oh.
I had a house that I was paying bills. He had an apartment that he was uh, <laughs> paying rent. He also had a house in Mobile that he was paying mortgage. And we said, you know, one day we just sat down and said, you know, this is not really, this is, this is, this just really doesn't make any sense. We have all this money going out. Mm -hmm. Um, we're together most of the time, 23 hours out of 24. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it it makes really no sense for us to have all this money going out. And and mind you, you know, we we were living paycheck to paycheck. Things weren't easy. Sometimes Mm -hmm. we were even having to, um, or to make ends meet from week to week. Mm-hmm. So we decided, you know, well, we were going to be a couple, and um, we had to come up with a plan. We sat down, and we came up with a five-year plan, a 10-year plan, and a 20-year plan. Mm-hmm. We decided in five years we were going to live in one house, eliminate some of these um, bills, you know, that we all gather or that we all accumulate over our lifetime mm-hmm. um mind you i had just gone through a divorce and um when i married my second husband he bought a lot of baggage um i helped him to get rid of a lot of baggage um so a lot of my finances were not as uh, strong as they were and um he uh, was also going uh, hang on to a divorce so he was struggling on his end with finances mm-hmm. um so things were not real easy, but, you know, we, 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 we survived. We came up with a plan, and we worked that plan, and we um, decided we wouldn't go out and do, make extra um, bills. We would, you know, sit, sit at home and eat at home. We wouldn't eat out. We wouldn't take trips. You know, like I said, his parents were in Mobile, so we would go to Mobile often to visit his family. I have children in um, other states, and would go visit and relatives, but we decided that we would put off our uh, uh, fun things that we like to do to come up with a plan where we can secure our future, mm-hmm. and that's what we did. We um, worked on our credit, um, did research, extensive research as how you would raise your credit score. Um, I was on the on the internet at work constantly and sending him information and he would do the same thing, sending me information of the things that we found out and how to get your credit score, how to um, buy a um, home with uh, little to no money down, what type, type of down payment you would have to have to, to buy a home, what would your credit score have to be, um, you know, what what was your um, debt to um, income ratio, I mean, just the whole nine yards. We um, were, were excited about it. Bought that back to my life, and I would say I bought it to his. And we were excited to build a future together, to have things together. And um, by no means was it easy, but it was worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, we were able to purchase uh, the home we are living in now with um, 38.7 acres, mm-hmm. uh, 3,800 square foot home. We're able to. Um, purchased at 28 acres in cash. Um, that's ours, free and clear from the bank. Mm-hmm. Um, and the process process right now, since um, interest rates are so low, to uh, refinance our home with the lower interest rate. So, um, yeah, so the, the Lord has really <laughs> been instrumental um, in getting my life to where it is now. I, I always say that 
that um, everything happens for a reason. Um, and I'm a full believer in that. And I believe that everything in my life has happened for a reason. It made, made me appreciate um, the things that I had. Mm-hmm. It makes me appreciate the things that I have. It makes me um, know um, what to expect in a marriage and in a, um, um, any other aspect of my life because of the things that I've gone through. But I've always went back to Philippians 4.13. It's always been um, the thing that I hold on to, the thing that I think about, um, the thing that I constantly repeat to myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, and I really believe that that is true, and I do really believe that that is what has um, sustained me and brought me, brought me through the hardships. story models that from pulling used lawnmowers out of a secondhand store and riding a, a bus to temp services and driving catching rides an hour away to a college to better your life cooking cleaning being a mother uh, to working your way up to a full time position and up from a secretary to a salesperson in this uh, company three marriages and now you are eating t-bone and shrimp for lunch <laughs> yes you all what 28 acres of land free and clear and uh, you're working on uh, completing this house so I love your story and I I know that some single mother out there uh, needs to hear this or someone who uh, has no hope uh, maybe don't have the education or don't have a ride to work or whatever it is um, I think this one is going to excite people. And here on the I Am podcast, we share our stories to do that, change people's lives forever um, so they can see that no matter what they're going through, if they believe that they can do all things through Christ, um, a little belief, pain, crying, tears, that it'll get better and they'll be okay. And we use not only our stories, but we use that positive self-talk. You know when you're crying and you you don't see a way out. Um, the brain is amazing because whatever you tell it, 
it'll start believing. And so we use these affirmations um, along with the stores to help people out. And so uh, these are I am affirmations. So before we wrap up today, can you provide an I am affirmation that you think someone uh, could say to their self uh, when facing similar challenges that you faced? I love it. And yes, it has been. Um, Your life has been a tale of ups and downs. And I really love uh, where you are. And again, like I said in the beginning, you've always been an inspiration to me. And I know you'll be an inspiration to the listeners. Thank you for uh, being on today. Is there any other words before we wrap up that you want to leave with the listeners? Yes, we can. Thank you so much, Ms. Jones. affirmations and your host James T. Green have a great week everyone mindset baby let's get it